0: Why we think any recession that would follow that would be in line with textbooks and traditional data. I mean, how naive is that? Yeah. If you do the unprecedented and experience the unprecedented, why would you expect the the reaction to that to be normal? So why we're looking at the same predictors and expecting the same thing. I think a lot of these economists are fucking insane. Yeah. They're looking at the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And it's like, no, dude, look at different things. Right. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra premium unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. relax your mind, and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard, it's the higher standard. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the number one financial literacy podcast in the world. Welcome back to the show, everybody. That is my eager co-host, the one and only Said Omar. I am Chris Nahibi, and... I just want to let you know that this show has consequences, okay? Number one, it's going to make you exceptional parties. You'll be able to talk about current events, what's going on in society, financially. You'll be able to educate people. Mm -hmm. But an unknown gift that we bestow upon you by listening to this show is we actually make you physiologically sexier. (laughs) That's a fact. It's a fact. It's science. Proven by science. Yeah. Some people may pump your mind. Yeah. But we also... Pump your body. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's good. I didn't know where you are going. I yeah. said, I'm going over the ride. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> well, in any event, this week we got a lot of I told you so's in the episode. And it's not because I'm being a selective asshole or sides. Well, well, yeah, it's because you are being a selective asshole. Yeah. But we we said a lot of things that are uh, turning out to be somewhat uh, accurate. Are we now? A little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get into some of these. So let's start with the basics. Why the US remains far from a recession?
1: Mm.
0: Uh, ironically, the article I read before I came in today yes. was why the US is likely to be in a recession. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very polar. <laughs> a 1.5 trillion dollar backstop for home buyers props up banks instead. Mhm. Which, that article was interesting to me for other reasons, but we'll get into that. Right. We'll talk about Christian radio host, the one and only Dave Ramsey. Yeah,
1: which I didn't really understand. Why, why you got to go after the man's religion and, and the title? That's right? just
0: a description of what he does. He is yeah. a Christian radio host. I see. Got well, it. he got into a bit of hot water. And by hot water, I mean a $150 million lawsuit.
1: Only 17 people, by the way.
0: That's a, that's a big number. That's a
1: big number.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll settle that. Because let's be honest, it's Dave Ramsey and he wrong. He, got, he can write that check. But when I throw out the numbers to you, you got to be like, what in the actual fuck were they paying this guy so much for? Right. But I got the numbers. Mm-hmm. The SEC sues Banance and CEO Chang Peng. Finally, CZ going to get the clamp down. Finally. Do you know what they're suing him for? Couple, a couple of things. Yes. We'll get into it. Chiefly among those fraud. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Nobody called that except for the higher standard. Right. And then we're going to have uh, a little bit of rolling out with some data and charts and all the good stuff. But the sexy stuff, it's right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. That part of the episode where you can't skip too far into it and get there without listening to the rest of the show. So you're going to have to dial in, place all tray tables and seat backs in the locked and upright positions. You've, you're going to be here for a while.
1: You go on so many airplane rides that you know like that by heart. Yeah, every once you. in a while,
0: every once in a while, someone will throw me for a loop. Southwest has some creative people that do the, you know, like a uh-huh. really nice, flamboyant, over-the-top speech. Mm-hmm. Those those always impress me because I got to be honest. After a couple rotations, you got to be like, God damn it! Yeah, come on. I got to do the seatbelt thing again. Do this, yeah. Why? But you know, some some people are just chipper shit. Mm-hmm. That is not us, for the no. record. No, 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 no. no. not at this time. Well, from the Wall Street Journal, why the U.S. remains far from a recession? The pandemics after effects fuel economic resilience despite rising interest rates Mm -hmm. grain of salt okay before we go down this path all right. I pulled out the data which I thought was important and Saeed's got a lot of data and some charts I think uh, on this as well Mm -hmm. I I took a little sneak peek at your section today finally I know finally got some respect it's like you earned some respect today (laughs) yeah exactly a little bit I mean a little tiny bit I feel like you went down just to see
1: did this guy fucking do anything for the show I was hoping
0: you did more than I did Yeah. (laughs) yeah I was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> so with that grain of salt, this article is one of many, and there's a lot of people right now. And I think at this point in the economy where you get a lot of speculation on one side or the other side about, well, are we in a recession? Are we not? Yes, That's good. I mm-hmm. think, I think the, the general tide of perspective is pivoting towards this is, this is more than likely a possibility, and it's now getting that unavoidable kind of position.
1: Right. It needs to, It needs to be like a staple in all conversations.
0: Like our conversations moving forward from now on all the time, forever. You make this so awkward. when you Look at me. My I, eyes. Love, I love doing it. All right. Job gains in particular remain robust, pumping more money into Americans wallets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Payrolls grew by a surprisingly large three hundred and thirty nine thousand in May. As Saeed talked about in the last episode. And the increases for the preceding two months were higher than initially estimated the labor department said on Friday. Mm-hmm. Across the economy job openings increased to 10.1 million in April from 9.7 million in March also commented on that in the last episode Schultz far exceeding the 5.7 million unemployed Americans that month this mismatch between the job opportunities and the job seekers continue to spur wage growth and let's just pause there Ten point one million job openings in April. Right. Nine point seven million in March. Okay. Mm-hmm. Five point seven million unemployed. That's still almost two jobs for every unemployed person. Right.
1: We've been hovering around that ten million job openings mark for uh, the greater portion of this entire year so far, year to date. Um, and when you analyze the the data, you know pre pandemic. That's 40% higher than pre-pandemic levels.
0: It is, it is shocking. Yeah. And at the same time, average hourly earnings grew at a solid 4.3% in May from a year earlier, similar annual gains in March and April. Yeah. So not only are there more jobs than expected, almost two jobs for every unemployed American, mm-hmm. but wages are still going up. And this is very much contradictory to what normally happens when the Fed does things like increase interest rates at the cadence that they have. Right. Typically speaking, when you increase the Fed funds rate, one of the fallout things that happens is wages come down and unemployment numbers go up. Right. And for some reason in this particular economy, we have not seen that yet.
1: We have not seen that yet. So to dive in a little bit further into the data here, the expectation for that jobs report that came out. Was only one hundred eighty thousand jobs. We almost doubled it. Yeah, three hundred thirty nine thousand. That's incredible. And the jobs report, historically speaking, for for our listeners, has been one of the primary reports that the Fed likes to look at before each of their FOMC meetings, um, because that is a a great portion of what they you know what their job entails. But I, with what's been going on over the last year and a half, two years, I think. The inflation figures and the, those reports have been uh, hyper-focused on. Um, so this report here, a lot of people get frustrated with it because of the revisions.
0: I feel like this report, more than most reports, is probably very outdated. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't feel like we're capturing the unemployment and wages numbers the way, I mean, work from home, technology, I think a lot of these things have skewed these numbers and I don't really understand why. Right. Um, because you you can't. I
1: mean, there, there's too much stress out there. Well, that's why that that's why a lot of people have lost faith in these reports. And because, like we've said before, when we started diving into some of the numbers in the sectors that have been adding jobs, like that doesn't make sense. There's that I don't know where these numbers are coming from. Mm. You know, and and when you dive into it, so let's see, expectations were hundred eight thousand. We covered that. Professional and
0: business services. That sector they added sixty four thousand jobs. So let's go on to the article because I talked a little bit about between goods and services and you've been talking a lot about this in the show mm-hmm. Americans have about 500 billion dollars in so-called excessive savings mm-hmm. uh, excess savings I should say yeah the amount above what would be expected had had pre-pandemic trends persisted okay mm-hmm. I can't read I you know you wrote that. I know. According to a May report from the Federal Reserve Bank of, of San Francisco. So $500 billion in so-called excess savings above right. what the normal trends would be. Yeah, Is that stimulus? Probably yes. Is mm-hmm. it excess wages that haven't come down? Right. Certainly a part of that. That allows them to shell out for summer travel. And if you recall, when we talked about the last inflation numbers, air travel was the highest ranking inflation item at 26%. Yes, And as a guy who's been on a lot of planes lately, I can tell you, the planes are packed. Hawaii was jam-packed. New York was packed. Concert tickets and cruises, despite rising prices, and enabling companies to keep raising them. Right. So now companies know they might not be able to get as many people buying, Mm -hmm. but the ones that will buy will pay more.
1: Right. And all this on the heels of the Fed doing 10 consecutive rate hikes right and if we go over the previous month so now let's look at let's look at the trends here in march they they added 236,000 jobs in april 294,000 jobs in in may 339,000 jobs this is all going the wrong way from what the fed's trying to accomplish and the problem with this report that a lot of people have issues with that I was talking about earlier are the revisions when you start looking at the revisions these are huge swings so it makes you wonder, like these initial reports, the people that are contributing the data to these surveys- Maybe you should explain what the revisions are. So what, what they do basically is the companies that contribute to the, uh, to the, you know, the jobs report, if, if they don't contribute their data, what they end up doing is they project what is going to come based on previous data, right? And then they'll release a number, let's just say 339,000.
0: Like the they best this possible guess based on partial facts and partial estimates.
1: Yes. And then once they end up do reporting those figures, the revisions either go upwards or downward. So I have some of the revision numbers here for you. In January, they revised the report down 45,000. In February, they revised it down 63,000 jobs. In March, they revised it up 52,000 jobs. Mm. In April, they revised it up. 41,000 jobs. These are huge swings.
0: Very huge swings.
1: So it, it calls into question, like, is this a good report for the Fed to really base some of their decisions on whether we, they should continue to, uh, you know, either hold rates or increase rates or, or even hopefully cut rates? But one good thing about the report that came in um, in the right direction, if we want to drop some rainbows and lollipops.
0: Sunshine, gumdrops and lollipops. sunshine, it. Give yeah. it to me. Un- Pump it, baby. Pump un- it.
1: Unemployment now recorded up at 3.7%. So
0: th- yeah.
1: again, headed in the headed in the right headed in the right direction. One month of positive
0: trending does not mean it's headed in the right direction.
1: Right. But I mean, it does ultimately need to go that way. But what they're saying is that's largely contributed to people who are self employed have now backed out of the market as being self employed and now working.
0: A lot of realtors, actually. A yeah. lot of realtors are bowing out of the real estate industry, which is interesting because so much of the country is not experiencing the declines that the West Coast is experiencing. Yet right. We're starting to see more and more of that happen, which is it's, it's an interesting kind of, I guess, behavioral economic trend that we're seeing. I guess those who, who wanted it much easier aren't getting it as easy, but there's still business out there to be had. Right. If you can get a listing, they still sell out pretty quickly, which is interesting. But what, what I thought. So this is from Justin Wolfer's professor of public policy and economics at the University of Michigan. I don't think there's any chance we're in a recession. Mm. And I see stuff like this and opinions like Any this. chance? Come on, And dude. I'm, I'm like, okay. Here's my problem with this. <laughs> Arun does what we normally do and pull up the guy's picture so we can make fun of him. I mean, I have to. I'm I not taking the bait. I'm not taking the bait. Yeah, you're not. No, that was an easy target. I know. I'm not. I'm not going to go after Mr. Wolfer's. Okay, for his looks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or his, or his
0: or but his last name or, matches the aesthetic sound that someone with his aesthetic would or make or his choice of suits. Oh yeah, very tacky. Yeah. But maybe it's maybe it's an old photo. That being said, what we're not going to attack his aesthetics.
1: Wow, you're just deciding to take the higher road.
0: I'm taking the higher. He's a good there. guy. That's why I am. See, Arun and I are positive affirmation guys, and you're a negative affirmation. The villain
1: guy. wanted to attack. I would. Yeah, I was blood. ready. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Let's get. This I know. Guy.
0: It, it's 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 honestly a reoccurring trend in my DMs to get concerned messages about you. Really? Yeah. How come hey, you never shared, Chris? Um, is everything okay with Saeed? He seems really <laughs> negative. I don't, no, no, he's just, he's just an asshole. Well, I just tried um, to give positive information, and you shot it down. What do? You, no, 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 no. You try to put a frown upside down. I get that, and then you try to say, "Hey, if you want me to pump rainbows at you, normally you don't ask somebody if they want positivity; you just give it to them. You Just give. You know he me? just g- okay. yeah. Like you, you're like, I mean, if you want that shit from me, I'll give it to you, but I don't enjoy it. Okay, so that, I, that was that was reading between the lines a little bit, but that's what you were saying.
1: I I do have more negativity if you're if you're. Oh, I 40- know you do,
0: <laughs> and I know when we get to the whole cryptocurrency thing, you're probably gonna shit an egg.
1: Yeah, no, that I'm happy about.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah, very well, happy about I'm going to be a negative, messed up motherfucker when we get to the Babe Ramsey part. So let's just uh, all take our times.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you briefly touched on uh, average hourly earnings earlier, but also in that jobs report was the wage growth. Yeah. Okay, and this is something important important to analyze because when you think when you look at it, wage growth only grew zero point three percent month over month. Incremental, but still growth. Still growth. But if you annualize that figure, three point six percent. Yeah. Compare that 3.6% to your average you know, inflation rate. So if whether you're looking at PCE, the Fed's preferred measure, or CPI, both roughly around 5%. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just call it 3.6%, your wages go up, inflation's at 5%. Your buying power is not there.
0: Yeah. So you're not that, keeping up with the, the cost of goods and there, So th-
1: that's why this
0: is a huge problem.
1: And that's all, that wage growth is only going to continue to go down.
0: One of the things that particularly bothers me every single time we get these opinions about why well, are we in a recession and are we not? And clearly we have our own. We've talked about it a lot on the show. We think January 1, 2022 was a recession and everything else we've experienced since then is part of, partially recession, partially not. Yeah. The last show about GDI and GDP, was that was a new metric, GDI, gross domestic income for me, yeah. was pretty eye-opening. But here's what I'll say. Why any of us think... After 14 years of artificial interest rate deflation, yeah. and the longest history, the longest prolonged period in history where we've done this to ourselves, mm-hmm. economic policy and in the set of circumstances we were in with the pandemic, do this to ourselves. Why we think any recession that would follow that would be in line with textbooks and traditional data? I mean, how naive is that? Yeah. If you do the unprecedented and experience the unprecedented, why would you expect the the reaction to that to be normal? Right. So maybe, maybe we're all overthinking, oh my God, this doesn't look like any recession I've seen before. Yeah, we're not in a recession. Right. Mr. Wolfers. Well, maybe it's because this recession will not look like any recession that precedes it. And, and anecdotally, while I'm on the soapbox, <laughs> all these recessions have been snowflakes. They've all been unique. Right. Coming out of the last recession, the Great Recession, everybody's like, oh my God, the only thing that can take down a bank is bad loans and assets defaulting because they had so many bad loans in their books. Right. Nobody in a million years thought it would be people running after deposits from their bank and taking out of you just because of social media and some comments. Absolutely. Yet that was something that was impactful to banks this time. And recession is no different. Yeah. You know, what started the the great recession and the the stuff that happened in the secondary market is not what's going to start this recession if we're in one or if we're going into one. So why we're looking at the same predictors and expecting the same thing, they say doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Is it the definition of insanity? Yep. I think a lot of these economists are fucking insane. Yeah, they're looking at the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, and it's like, no, dude, look at different things. Right. Yeah,
1: it's true. And it's and you know when you think about like we just talked about the jobs report and these revisions that are made in these huge swings, how in in what world could any economist give you a, a reasonable like projection based on these types of revisions every time? I mean it it I mean Odun, I actually we we skimmed over before I, I got to it because I, I forgot about it. Can you please pull up that a chart from the uh, the Wall Street Journal on the initial jobless claims that I threw in the show notes? Um, if you look at it, there's one right here. The bottom for one right there. The top one first, top one. not seasonally adjusted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at that. How there's peaks and valleys, right? But once you scroll down now to the seasonally adjusted. Oh, very uh, flat. Yeah, very flat. Not as not as much, and that's concerning, right? If the Fed increases five hundred basis points, and we're not seeing an uptick there, I haven't made a dent. Haven't made a dent. That's a real problem, dude. Like for anyone to think that that's not a problem, I mean, that chart right there speaks for itself.
0: Mm. that is a pretty damning chart. But I guess I mean, look, here, here's here's a part that gives me a little bit of hope. Okay, I know that we think that these things have to happen as a natural byproduct right
1: not just have to happen it's what they're aiming that's what they they needed to happen
0: they want it to happen you know i get that but here's what i'll say uh maybe this time is different maybe the recession is an earnings recession Hmm. and somebody sent me a great article on this that that it was coming up saying hey bro you guys called this you were right and i'd like to point out we're always right we are your bros even when we're wrong (laughs) <laughs> uh, but uh yeah look look this july let me say it again for those of you who are new to the show this july you're going to see earnings dip in a lot of sectors and in industry some mm-hmm. of them of course will be positive some of them will be negative mm-hmm. financial sector any type of lenders that are out there they're gonna go down oh yeah i would hope the next earnings season we'll see travel and services go down yeah especially when you get past like uh let's see, July, August, September, you start reporting in October. Yeah. I think that's going to be outside of, outside of the holiday season, or going into the holiday season, but outside of the summer travel season. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how these things all come come down to unwind a little bit, but we are going to see an earnings recession of sorts. And that impact will be to the markets going down because we all know the stock market is just a discounted cash flow Mm -hmm. based on what we think the earnings will be.
1: Yeah, 100%. And but by the way, when you're talking, when we started talking about earnings, I couldn't help but think, you think Apple's earnings are gonna come down a little bit after those Dude, Vision can, Pros. Can we do this? Can we, can can we I, please I wanna, do this? Yo, this
0: yo. I, so you sent me this one minute, <laughs> like video, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm they, like, oh, they went to the augmented reality, not virtual reality, and I I dig that. I dig that too. So I'm not gonna lie. See. Yeah, you can still see. People can see your eyes, and I was still like, okay, they have a big ass battery from a cord. Like, why do they? I, they probably don't want to like have a, you know a battery blow up on your head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, okay, I get that. And then I'm like, well, it's not as sexy. They try to hide the cable as much as they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, fine. Um, and even then I was like, you know I would I might buy these. Like, you know, walk on the office with it. They were very interesting where they had I'm not gonna lie, I would totally wear it just, just to be that guy. Just- I would too. Yeah. <laughs> just- I would too, and I would I would like, you know, but uh, whatever. But I-, I sent that to you without knowing the price stack. <laughs> But God damn, for $3,500, they better see into the fucking future, bro. I swear to God. Like, what? What? Who? Why? Who's who's paying $3,500? I will go out and buy literally a 75-inch flat screen TV for $1,000 and tape it to your face. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, Like, but $3,500, like, y'all fucked that up. Yeah, big time. The yeah. Like, Come the, on, Steve Jobs. The
1: aesthetics didn't look too bad. You know what they kind of reminded me of? They reminded me of,
0: like, those uh, snowboarding goggles. A lot of people made those comments on social media, and I like I get th- I get that, but it'd be really cool if they didn't have the battery in the back, and you could actually take them snowboarding. They give you like the you know the the hill. I mean, they're gonna develop tons of technology. But you give you like the terrain perspective, and yeah, you like, gotta warnings. bring this. You gotta bring this price point down. Come on, thirty five hundred dollars is not it. Come on, Tim. Yeah, your Riz is off, Tim. Your Riz. Come on, King. Yeah. Shit. Low key, bro. <laughs> Shit, high keys off. <laughs> <laughs> Vision Pro. As much as I wanted a W from Apple. Yeah, I remember. I saw, I, the pro- I saw the price tag, and I was and like, "You and I used to geek out on these every year. We'd be like, oh, are you staying up to date?'" I, I didn't geek out. I didn't even. I didn't yeah. watch anything. anything I honestly, ever. I didn't even know what was going on today. And how can how can we have not seen like something super sexy in the iPhone yet? Give me something good, bro. What do you want from it? I don't know, man. Make it stand up and dance. Give me a screen on the other and side. It, I don't give a damn. Dude,
1: they used to be able to do that. Like if you like had without a case,
0: you had it Because it had a beveled edge. Yeah. You know, had
1: the, and then it it would like certain vibrations because you could choose your vibrations. It would like turn 360 degrees. Like why? Do you why? often what? play with the vibration on your
0: phone? <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. You know, you have a very specific knowledge of the types of vibration that a phone can create. And yeah. I just, it's a natural question. Rune, I'm sure you were wondering the same thing.
1: Uh. Any answer? I'm leaving that one alone. No, I just, I, I saw it. I saw it on a, a on. <laughs> he's stuttering. He's stuttering. I'm, trying to, you, I'm huh? trying to clean up the show. moment for you. I'm trying to
0: clean up the show. This is not a dirty topic unless there's something dirty going on at home. I know, you we, about. We, we know. We know. We know you. I don't know me. What are you come talking on, about? Come on, man.
1: Let's go. Keep it moving. But- Okay, let's let's go back to this that the uh,
0: jobs report. You seem very uncomfortable right now. Do you want to talk <laughs> I, about I'm it? I'm trying to clean up the show, man. Clean up what show? We got we got sponsors reaching out to us now. Listen, the goal of the show is to make people sexier yes. and to also entertain.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. Make people sexier, given the given the potential sponsorships.
0: Oh yeah, there, there is a little bit of that out there.
1: Little, huh?
0: We are mid negotiations on talking to a couple people who have a desire to sponsor the show. Because none which, of you out there have decided to send us any
1: money. So we got to look for sponsorships. I feel like that's a villain comment too. Wow, man. Leave it alone. a stack of money behind you, bro. I guess.
0: Uh, speaking of money, let's talk about the next article. Mm. This is the one about the really, really big backstop, which doesn't really prop up the homeowner. It props up the banks. Mm-hmm. The article uh, from Bloomberg is, well... A shot across the bow. And as a banker, I probably shouldn't read this article, but I'm trying to be non-biased. Okay. The federal home loan banks, they're tasked with providing liquidity to the markets, right? Okay. And this article is a great one to read. I'm not going to get into the technicality of how this all works. It's not a quick read, so. It's not a quick read, but it is a really educational read. For those of you who bought some of the books that we recommended, like the ones on the Federal Reserve or... Any of the other books we recommend on the show and you want to know the idiosyncrasies of how the mechanics behind banking works this is a great article it's not as obviously as long as a book mm-hmm. to give you an idea of how it works behind the scenes but arun if you could pull up that chart there i found this fascinating all right wow on point arun well done brother quick draw federal support but not but no federal salary annual compensation of each federal home loan bank ceo in 2022. I did not know this. Yeah. Jerome Powell, as a reference point, his salary is two hundred three thousand five hundred dollars, which is probably why he looks so grumpy when you see him most of the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the president only makes like four or five hundred grand, right? Well,
0: you're the president, though. You got a lot of fringe benefits. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of fringe. But you're not. You're not paying for a taco salad. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what I mean? This is about food. Who's this for? It's for the president. You know what? That's on us. Yeah. We get a photo. <laughs> yeah. We'll I take the, mean, you're we'll not paying. This one. Yeah, no yeah. taco salads were expensive. Yeah. Here. yeah. All right, so Indianapolis CEO of their federal home loan bank three point seven million dollars a year. I know the former San Francisco head two point four million dollars a year. If I would have known how much he was making, I would have made him pay for dinner. Wow. New York two point three million, Boston two million, Atlanta two million, Pittsburgh two million. It goes all the way down a little Chicago at one point six million. I don't know why these numbers are the way they are, but damn, this is not in- including bonuses. I would imagine. Uh, I think it's all income, but it doesn't, so? it doesn't, it doesn't clarify. Yeah. That being said, wow. Yeah. That wow. is a whole lot of taco salads. <laughs> why? Why? You love taco salads. You know, I haven't eaten in like nine hours. My stomach is messed up today. Yeah. You were, so,
1: you were very grumpy earlier today.
0: I, I, yeah, I was very, I.
1: Odin and I have a, we have our own side conversation when we know if we need to talk to him, like what kind of mood is he
0: in? Is he, is he approachable? Is he not approachable? Am I that? <laughs> did he have, did he have his caffeine yet? Am I that bad? No, man, I'm just kidding. You know what it is? I'll be honest, okay? I'll I'll be emotionally honest with myself and everybody else. I'm doing too much, man, and like some days everybody wants to talk to me about something mm-hmm. and there's just not enough time to go around and I get and everybody wants to have a conversation with you. They don't want to call you and be like, "Hey man, I need this. Can you do this?" Right. They're like, "Hey man, what's up? How you doing?" I don't have time for what's up, how you doing right now. Yeah, I can I get that. And get it, it that. sucks because like it's not it's not malicious. Like people legitimately care.
1: People legitimately care or they feel like really close to you and they want they want to be filled in. Yeah. Yeah. It I might want, not
0: even be the filled in part. It's I mean, like perfect example is I see you all the time, Chris, right? And I'm like, dude, how you doing? You look stressed. Right?
1: So people could be calling that, you and That's just that's his way of you. saying you look like shit, number one. Yeah. You haven't been I doing have. your skincare routine. Yeah. And you look I like you, and you look like you gained some
0: weight. Yeah. He said that right now. I have lost weight, believe it or not. And uh, I have not been doing my I want you to know routine. you lost muscle. because you haven't
1: ate for the last nine hours. It was
0: muscle that you lost. How can you be so sure? I'm so, I could tell. A little more flabby. See, again, I, I don't want to paint you in this light. Ay, ay, ay. But Arun and I have had our own separate text message conversation <laughs> in which we said, God damn, he's mean. I'm calling BS. No, it's there. Yeah. All yeah. right. We'll show you
1: after the show. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll show you after the show. But I, I, I can only imagine and going back to your conversation
0: about um just how busy you are there is such thing too as decision fatigue and it's real dude it's absolutely real i'm at the point now i'm a guy who loves wearing like a nice suit and can dress them i get up in the mornings i don't want to think about it yeah if i could literally wear joggers and a hoodie and go into work every day i would and i honestly look forward to that point in my life yes i am so done and I love suits. I love fashion. I love clothes, but I'm so just mentally burnt out of decisions. Yeah. I just don't want to think about that's it. That's a lot of thought. I mean, yeah,
1: exactly. This is
0: why I dress like I'm going to a funeral most nights. I'm on the podcast. I just can't. I can't do it. Like, I'm mentally done. Yeah, exactly. I had a total of today to myself, probably 30 minutes total. Wow. Without something to do or something like that. That's why that's why certain people
1: out there wear this the same, you know, articles of clothing Yeah, every Steve day. Jobs was, was Steve notorious Jobs, for that. Steve Jobs, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Obama had somebody on staff that would literally pick out his outfit the the day before. I remember it was time he got roasted for wearing like a tan suit. Like, what are we?
0: Well, yeah, I what? feel like it's not very presidential to wear a tan suit. Come on, man, <laughs> stop! It's it. not like it's it, there, what there, there's like a whole behavioral psychology behind this. Like, that's why like all presidential candidates always wear like blue suits oh. and like white shirts. Yes, they rarely wear like other kinds. Really? Yeah. Um,
1: it's One not, appeals to the working not, man too?
0: It's not presidential. There's no, there's a whole psychology behind it, man. Yeah, like you. I know you're laughing this off because you're a villain and you think everybody's got to be you know, on your standard.
1: No, but I'm saying if he was getting if Obama's getting ripped for wearing something that was non-presidential, I mean, what? Well, a guy, Trump in office, was doing a lot of unpresidential shit.
0: I'm not going to get into politics. With There's you, a
1: full on Wikipedia page about this Obama tan suit controversy. Oh, wow. Okay, let's. let's, let's uh, <laughs> no. On August
0: 28th, 2014, US President Barack Obama held a live press conference on increasing the military response against the Islamic State, ISIS, mm. in Syria while wearing a tan suit. Unreal, man. He's And, and he's rocking the shit out of that tan suit. Well, Obama's appearance on television in the tan suit sparked significant attention and led to media and social media criticism. The issue remained prominent in the media for several days, with the issue being particularly widely discussed on talk shows. Come on, man. What are we doing here? I want to be so well known one day that (laughs) this is the kind of shit. My controversies have their own Wikipedia pages.
1: You see those sweats Chris is wearing today? What the fuck is going on?
0: Yeah. Chris didn't shave. Controversy, yeah, yeah, controversy. <laughs> they have his own Wikipedia page. Chris in shape <laughs> Anyway, yeah. if you want to learn about the federal home loan banks and how they prop up the the system for banks, they they are not banks despite popular belief. They they function as a way to provide liquidity to banks. Hence, the reason why it's meant to prop up for home ownership, but they're actually propping up banks. This article is a fantastic read. There's also tons of graphs and charts here about how the funds they're supposed to be distributing back in the community are utilized and who's using more and who's using less. So how less. do they,
1: like in, a, in, a sim, in its simplest form, Like how, how do they provide liquidity back into the markets?
0: So if you recall from my appearance on Mind Pump, and if you haven't listened to it, I recommend that you do. One of the things that Sal inquired about was a fractional banking system. Yes. The Federal Home Loan Bank is really the what props up how that system works. Right. So I make a loan for a million dollars. I can pledge it to the Federal Home Loan Bank if you're in California, for example, San Francisco, yes. the Federal Home Loan Bank of San Francisco, and I could get a loan on that note. Right. Because I can that's literally viewed, see your eye twitching right now, by the that's, way. Is it? Yeah, your left eye is switching. that's, that's Are you that's, winking at me? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's,
1: that's viewed as an asset for the bank, which is why that loan that they make, right? That's mm-hmm. why they can pledge it
0: yeah. uh, to the FHLB. Federal Home Loan Bank, yeah, FHLB. Yeah. So then let's say I take a million dollars. I make a million dollar loan on this two million dollar home, right? Right. So now I've got a promissory note that you owe me for a million dollars. Right. i going to make payments on it. Right. I take that promissory note. I pledge it to the Federal Home Loan Bank saying, hey, you guys can have this note in the worst case event scenario that I don't pay you back. Right. And they'll give me a loan on that million dollars mm-hmm. of $500,000. Okay. Now I can take that $500,000 and I can go make another loan. Right. I us say a million dollar house. Right. Now I've got a $500,000 note, mm-hmm. I can do the $500,000 note, yep. and I can go and pledge it to the Federal Home Loan Bank, which will give me $250,000. Yeah, this is a nice
1: chart here too in the article. So if, do yourself a favor and really try to go over there and uh, check this out. Yeah,
0: great graphs, great charts. I don't want to bastardize the article by trying to explain the entire concept, but basically they have a mandate to help homeowners and to help provide right. liquidity to the system. Yeah. But you'll find out they are much more profitable than people realize. Yes. And you'll see where the money's going and where it's not going if you read yeah. the article. That'll be yeah. in the show notes. Check it out. Yeah, they,
1: have to a- they allocate a certain percentage of, of, of their you know, liquidity for uh, affordable housing. That's their mandate, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, I know I skipped through that a little fast, but you'll have to bear with me. I could not help. Oh, got to get to this one. But get to this article. This article, more than any other article has been sent to me way more times by listeners of the show. And for every one of you who sent this to me, I love you. I adore you. <laughs> yeah. You get me. You complete me. Honestly, when I checked the show notes,
1: I couldn't believe that this was here. I was like, oh my God.
0: Oh yeah. I and I, you know, I sent it to to friends of friends who yeah. know uh this team very well. Yeah. And I'm gonna say, look, again, for the record, I don't think that Dave Ramsey is a bad person. Mm. For legal reasons I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> But what I do think is that despite the good advice that he may give, I do think he leverages his community and his community is made up of a very large Christian population, which rely on him to be honest and forthright, Mm -hmm. something that I have criticized him highly on. Now, historically, my criticism had come from a couple instances where I saw him pushing narratives like, for example, you got to buy a home now. Right, You can buy a home now, buy one now because real estate values are not going to go down every year for the next five years. They are not going to go down. Followed by an affiliated link. F- what was clearly an affiliate link, but a non-disclosed affiliate link. Right. The only reason that I knew it was an affiliate link was because I clicked through and I saw and I have experience with a little bit of the social media marketing, which I'm sure most people, and I know in this case, some people do not know. Right. So point in case Yahoo Finance article titled Christian Radio Host. Dave Ramsey faces a $150 million lawsuit from listeners who say they were defrauded mm. by a timeshare exit company he promoted, and the numbers here are fucking staggering.
1: It's insane. Maybe we get into a little brief thing on what a timeshare is. Oh, okay. I, I actually, it's, it's actually shocking. I know a lot, of, a lot of people always ask me.
0: You know, I don't like timeshares, but I know a lot of people who have them and some people who swear by them, so I'm not going to demonize timeshares. What I will say is... Yeah. The, the value you think you have in a timeshare as far as like the money, yes, it's not there. Now, if you value the ability to use it yes. and you do use it, mm-hmm. then your value is the experience that you can get by going there frequently. yes. But don't ever think you can sell these things and make money.
1: Right, you're guaranteed a certain portion of time throughout the year at this property, at this location, or maybe uh, other properties within. It depends on the contract.
0: So a timeshare basically is you are buying in to use a time typically at a resort property in a destination location. Right. So like Hawaii has tons of timeshares. Yes. uh, Places all over the world.
1: All all over the world, right? A lot of
0: hotel facilities. And if you
1: really, really like this location and you see, so I don't really see me or my family going anywhere else, why wouldn't we get
0: this? So let's get into a little bit of a teaser, and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the numbers. Lawyers argue that as complaints mounted, Ramsey became increasingly combative about his links to the company. Right there, my ears went up and went, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because I recall mm-hmm. when he did this with the real estate stuff, because he came out and he made his shtick about how real estate values were going to go down every year for the next five years. Right. And then he put on, like, this big, like, webinar, social media presentation where he came out with papers in his hands and he was slamming it down. He started off by saying, I've been in a real estate, I've been in the real estate business for 44 years. Yeah. And he did this whole, like, big peacocking thing mm. and and it made it a big deal, and I'm like, "Why the hell did he double down on on like the? Why didn't you just tell people it's affiliate marketing links and that you're you're not driving as much traffic? Like, why did he double down? It seemed so bizarre to me." Well, yeah. apparently, this is a recurring behavior from him. Yeah, this is a quote: "Instead of acknowledging the deception, Ramsey recorded a nine minute radio segment in which he lashed out at anyone he felt to be responsible for Reed Haines' woes, which I'll explain what that is in a moment." The lawsuit stated. Those parties included timeshare companies and the Washington State Attorney General. Mm. So Dave Ramsey was promoting a timeshare exit company. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was named Reed Haynes. Okay. The timeshare exit company paid him about $460,000 a month. Come on, man. For six years. He made about $30 million to promote this company. Wow. $30 million. Now, Reed Hain themselves, during this time, made about $70 million from the promotion. So for them, spending $30, they won $40. It made sense. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So this was a huge moneymaker for them. Right. Well, as some timeshare companies are, they. They don't really work too well. well. Effectively, this company started telling people, hey, call the timeshare company, say this, say this, and that. And people are like, why am I paying you for this? Right. And they're spending a lot of money, and it just wound up being a very unsavory business practice, right. and it wound up being a whole lawsuit there. And
1: Especially that, when when he's a trusted source
0: for financial advice. So the whole point is, during this entire time, he never told people about this being a paid advertisement. Yeah. He just said, if you have a timeshare, they'll help you get out of it. He he always he does this all the time. He talks about there being the Ramsey network or they're part of the Ramsey this or we yeah. trust them. They're trusted classic, advisors. Classic in-group, out-group. It's inferred, in-group, out-group, brother. It's inferred, but it's not specifically disclosed. In my mind, this is illegal. It should be. This is deceptive, false advertising. It's very illegal. And when you're talking... 30 million dollars over 6 years. You're getting paid a shit ton of money to promote this uh-huh. because obviously they're making a shit ton of money from you promoting it.
1: Right. When I actually read the title of this article, I didn't understand that he often uses teachings from the Bible in his show because I've actually never listened to an episode of of, of Dave Ramsey. So when they said Christian
0: Radio host, I'm like, "Damn, why are y'all attacking this guy's, you know, faith?" So, again, and a big asterisk here. Yeah. Big big asterisk. Beans. Dave Ramsey is not all bad. No. Right. Okay that my beef is this this particular beef it's the, it's the lack of disclosure with time. because oh, yeah, i truly it can, be, it can be viewed as deceptive i truly believe that his loyal fan base would have still used the service even if he said it was an ad right oh yeah so the need to not disclose specifically in my mind is stunning right but yes so if you go back dave ramsey actually filed bk he had a bunch of financial trouble and and maybe that's why he's able to, to talk about staying out of debt because he went through this bad time in his life but he didn't find financial success and started getting on television shows. And you can look this up on his Wikipedia page until he started teaching and, and selling his services right. at Christian Church. Do we
1: know do we know what the seventeen plaintiffs are actually saying uh that was was wrong with the timeshare exit strategy?
0: Yeah. So I went into the article. I mean, it's been a little bit of time since I read it, but effectively uh they had some quote deceptive practices, meaning that the the, the company that he's promoting had deceptive practices. Yeah. But they were often advised to negotiate their own settlement with the timeshare companies, and they usually found it impossible to contact the actual company. I so see. that you would pay this Reed Hayne company, uh, but then people couldn't ever contact them.
1: Oh, you had to do all the work yourself. You had to versus, do all the work
0: yourself, right? And and they 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 were basically like, hey, go do this. A fee. Uh, so imagine like you pay them a fee to help you out, and they give you some instructions and say, go figure it out. Your own. <laughs> That's basically what they were doing. And it's it's like, what the fuck? What does it say?
1: Uh, what was that last? And this religion news service also failed to get responses from Ramsey or happy hour.
0: Yeah. So Ramsey wouldn't respond to the inquiry. You know, if you're in a lawsuit, that's, that's, that's the prudent legal thing to do is right. you don't, you don't respond to ongoing litigation, which is fine. But yeah. I, I, I think there's some culpability here. Will he, so this is what I've been telling friends who are friends of, of Ramsey and the Ramsey network. Do I think that he will be held accountable in this particular lawsuit? Possibly not. Mm-hmm. Do I think that he's involved in deceptive advertising and we will have some legal repercussions. One hundred percent, absolutely.
1: Right. Look yes. at the, at the end of the day, whether you, whether you believe in you know Ramsey or you think he's a good guy or bad guy, the Ramsey network is real. Like, oh no, he 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 kills it. Oh yeah, he. This kills is it. one
0: advertiser. made him made him thirty million dollars in six years.
1: Oh yeah, one advertising. Trust me, he's got a lot more. Right. And I'm not just saying him. I'm saying people in his network, and you continue you network with other people there. I mean, something is going to come of that. It's just. Yeah, dude's got a thousand
0: employees. I mean, he's not doing; he's not hurting.
1: <laughs> not, not even a little bit.
0: Yeah. So that being said, you know, I always tell people to take a a, a strong degree of caution when somebody recommends services. Yes, you'll find that on this show we've rarely recommended anybody, mm-hmm. and the reason why is in order for us to really do that, it, it's because we have to truly know that it's not something like this.
1: It's not something like this. We, and all jokes put aside, like we we want to continue to hold that level of high integrity Mm. and if if we do and if we ever do get to that point where we are recommending something best believe we've edited it out we've tried it out ourselves we believe in the product ourselves i remember um an episode um and actually an interview that casey neistat did Mm, uh, like years back people were throwing stupid money at him right
0: every single time he aired one of his youtube videos he had like a whole box like he would like an
1: opening thing yeah mail people were sending mail or whatever and um no, but people were literally throwing like six figures at him. Mm-hmm. And this was in the very beginning when he, 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 he didn't even monetize his channel. Yeah. He said, no, I, ha- I have to make sure that I keep my integrity. Otherwise, what good am I if I don't keep the integrity, right? People are going to trust me. That's only going to be short-lived. And then once you lose that,
0: it's done. It's over. You know who doesn't have integrity? Any crypto bros? One in particular, one crypto bro. According to CNBC, The SEC is suing Binance and CEO CZ for U.S. securities violation. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's happening. This is a wee bit of a problem. It's about time. Goddamn, SEC. The Securities and Exchange Commission filed 13 charges against crypto exchange Binance Mm -hmm. and its co-founder Changpeng Zhao. Right. Alleging that it commingled billions. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in, kids. Billions. It's a lot of millions. <laughs>
1: That's a lot, yeah.
0: Of dollars worth of user funds and sent them to a European company controlled by mm. Zhao himself. Mm. So yikes. Yikes. some of the so
1: some of the charges that they're actually being charged for, right? Is some of your basic stuff. Know your customer, right? We know that because in KYC. Banking, yeah. KYC, it's it's in banking, right? You gotta know. We actually talked about it, I think on the previous episode or two episodes ago, where it's part of your, you know,
0: BSA, AML, or you gotta know Bank where Bank Secrecy Act, anti money laundering.
1: Yeah, you gotta yeah. know where the funds are coming from. You gotta know your customer. How did they uh, you know make their wealth or how do they how are they currently making their money? Um so the, he failed they failed to do that. Another thing that they're really getting hit for is wash trading. So what that is is you're able to buy and sell the assets to manipulate them.
0: Almost instantly to make make it look like legitimate funds. Yeah. Yeah. The US regulator alleged that Zhao and his exchange worked to subvert their own controls, hence the trading reference that Saeed just made, mm. to allow high net worth investors and customers to continue trading on Binance's unregulated international exchange. The defendant showed a blatant disregard of federal law, the SEC alleged in its complaint. The complaint also alleges that Binance and Zhao violated critical provisions. Hmm. Critical, as in not small. No, not tiny. No, very concerning provisions of federal securities law, including self dealing and market manipulation. Yahtzee kids, those two alone, that lands you in federal fuck me in the ass prison. <laughs> wow. Though Merit Peak Limited, through Merit Peak Limited, which Zhao controlled and owned. Full details, link in bio, but let's just summarize it. Zao go bye bye.
1: Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. So the SEC finally has come out and done this. Uh, the Commodities Federal Trade Commission has, has already filed something against him in, in Binance. Um, Binance. Binance. And the the DOJ, the Department of Justice, is already hitting him. Uh, I think that what they hit him for, uh, sanctions evasion. So look, this guy is wrapped up. He still hasn't stepped foot in the U.S., I don't think.
0: Oh, no. He's, he's never and, going to. And, he never will. No. Right, right. This is why all that, that scuttlebutt, if you want, earlier in the year where he was like, wow, most of our stuff is off, off you know, outside the U.S. U.S. is in our biggest market. He was trying to downplay exposure to it because he knew this was coming.
1: Right. And, and for the listeners that, that are unaware, so Binance is the number one uh, cryptocurrency trading platform.
0: Ooh, not for long.
1: <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Not, not anymore, but um, hopefully, you know,
0: there won't be any. And for anybody who wants to go, why do these guys keep saying balance? Yeah, that's well, Doctor Doom, aka Noriel Rabini, aka the, the go- Hot Tub Don, the Goat, the Goat, who has been strangely silent as of late. I can't wait for his next statement. He must be off on like some sex retreat or something.
1: <laughs> no, he's on like, yeah. like a
0: yoga one in the middle of like I don't know Peru or something. Ooh, I like that. Like the Maldives. Okay. I am uh, Noriel. I am here to make you sexy. (laughs)
1: That's him too. That's that's so him.
0: And I got to tell you, if you want any better example of how this show can make you more attractive to women, you look no further (laughs) than Noriel Rubini. The man is not an attractive man. No. He is not from a wealthy family. He said himself, they like me for my brains. He has said it on multiple occasions. And this man has been photographed all over New York with multiple women in every single photograph. Arun. Just Google it, like you did last time. I mean, it's stunning. It's,
1: uh, it's the the,
0: the it's photos of this man with women that are clearly younger and attractive. Over, decade over decade, though. It, it's it's uh, this isn't one event. This is this is. It's like a Disney story. <laughs> it's like it's like he's that ugly. Look, Jesus Christ! Nor, what is this? Noriel Rubini partying. I love that yeah, Google look, search. Look at the, I mean, but they, <laughs> it, it, it's a, it pays divin every. I, I mean, some of the women are posing with him. No, it's, hold on, good, hold on, what, though. Loki, like, what is that? I mean he's Look just, how happy he looks. He's just a stud, dude. Yeah. You got a drink in his hand, a girl in the other. Hand around yeah, yeah. around her waist. A Jeez. Russian oligarch's New Year's Eve mega party photo album. And of course, Noriel Rabini is there. Yeah, exactly. The no Russian oligarch? Look at the look at what photos dude, below that I, Jesus. How's this guy not a laureate? Unreal. I I I, I don't get yeah. it. I, it, don't it care. I bet you it's these photos right here that are keeping it. In any event, if you have ever wanted to strive to better your life mm-hmm. and you you want to become sexier, to the opposite sex or maybe right. the same sex. I don't care what you're right. into. You know, this show can help you become Noriel Rabini. Yeah. All you got to do is put the time in. He's an economist. Yeah, he is. This
1: is what we give you. What do you think? So do you think they're um, just going to have any,
0: you know, quick impact to the crypto space? I think they're... they're- because look, man, crypto markets were down a little bit today, but I, I don't think, I they think were.
1: we looked it up. I think bit, even Bitcoin was down only four percent over the last like day or two. Mm. Um, but look, if the Commission's Federal Trade Commission has already come out against the DOJ, and so now it's the SEC. People are still trading on the platform, man. But I, I guess yeah. I guess now they're
0: actually being accused of inflating some of their own, you know, tokens. Well, the problem is, is as this, as they start to unpack this a lot more. People will – so if, if he is self-dealing yeah, and he's doing effectively an FTX kind of move here, mm. right? Which it sounds a lot like what he's doing. Okay. Then he's he's limited – he knew after FTX went down to limit his exposure to the U.S. and get away from the U.S. and not come here.
1: Do You think that he has like a liquidity issue
0: or – I think if, if this is what he's doing to wash currency and, yeah. and circumvent rules, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And I would say that over time, many of these exchanges will suffer the same fate. Right.
1: I mean, who? after all this, how, how could you even still risk it and trade on this platform and own any of these tokens?
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. That begs the question of who and how long will that happen? And I got to be honest with you, I've stepped away from cryptocurrency for so long at this point that, that I don't really have a, a lot of up-to-date information on what's going on because I think you're insane and there's still people who who really rally for things like Bitcoin, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that, but the exchanges are what scare me the most right now. Yeah. I, I don't know how you support some of these exchanges. Yeah, but um, you know, there's people who will always believe that that some, any way of subverting fiat or traditional currency, government-backed currency, it, is the way to go. And anytime you see any type of post on, on any, anything social media-wise, it's financial. Yeah, you'll always see like spam from that. I mean, it's it's shocking to see how far down the rabbit hole has gone. But when was the last time you heard? Anybody talk about an NFT? Yeah, it's true. I mean, those died a quick death, right? Just gone. Gary v where are you at? Yeah, Vcon. Yeah, I, I don't know. is he, he was... still
1: hold his networking events?
0: I'm sure he does. That guy for the NFTs. Yeah, he's not hurting. Yeah, not after making all that money on the yeah, NFTs. He's not hurting. All right. So I included this last article for you, saying, from why I'm back in." because i thought this would register with you a little bit as i said on social media on twitter specifically mm-hmm. and i shared it, i think on instagram as well i am slowly turning my my mindset around as it relates to work from home and i don't want people to think it's not because i don't think people can work from home i think they can i think some people are more productive working from home i think it makes a lot of sense right in certain circumstances and despite criticism that you know if someone said to me that i wasn't a leader because i couldn't figure it out mm-hmm I don't know how you do it in a fair and equitable way for those people who do have to be in the office. And I realize some companies don't have to have anybody in the office.
1: Right. And some,
0: some people actually prefer it. And some businesses, yeah, some people do. And some businesses absolutely have to have people in the offices. Yeah. So it depends on, I guess, the business and the sector. But there is clearly a standoff looming. Mm. And mm. I was watching uh, a couple of social media clips the other night. And one of the things I saw was interesting was the operating officer for personnel for the government who oversees most of the government uh, could not testify to Congress about the number of government employees who've come back physically to the office. Oh, wow. And it was hard to know. We'll get information for you. And it was a pretty aggressive assault on her um, and the work from home situation. There's a big divide between Republicans and Democrats on, on whether that should still be the case. But if you recall, going back to the pandemic, the government was the first businesses to send people home Mm -hmm. work from home yeah it'd be interesting to see what those numbers ultimately wind up being they also recently added fifty thousand jobs well the criticism of government employees specifically historically and i'm not saying i'm an advocate of this historically has been these are less motivated employees oh that's the the, the case but that's that's the stereotype really oh i've never heard of that oh yeah like i mean the criticism of dmv for example and some agencies i see not all of them but what you
1: really what the criticism you're there
0: for the benefits or what, yeah, are you lifer or something like that, but I guess my bigger question is if that's true, mm-hmm. what's their productivity at home working from home versus working in the office? were they happier working from home did they were they more productive right were they were they getting better results because Maybe it's the environment that they're in that they're not happy with. I mean, who knows? But there's no metrics to support any of that. Yeah. And all I can tell you is, from my perspective, it's, it's been very difficult. But this article from Bloomberg Business: "Don't ask us to come to the office more often, or we will quit." Mm. Financial professionals say. From Bloomberg Business, I feel goes like on. That's a bad chest move. Financial professionals have a warning for their employers. Right. Don't ask me to come into the office more often, or I'll quit. That's according to the latest Markets Live Pulse survey, which right. found that roughly one in two people, that's 50% for those of you out there who do maths. Wow. One in two. One in two. Who work in finance would change jobs or already have if their managers require them to spend more time in the office. Yeah. More than half of the 1,585 respondents globally prefer a hybrid arrangement. Yeah. Which only about 20 percent favor working from the office. Wall Street chiefs have been among the loudest in pushing for return to the office five days a week. Now, I'm going to throw out a hypothetical scenario. OK. Why would the Wall Street chiefs so badly want people back in the office?
1: Can't have those commercial real estate offices spaces vacant for too long?
0: Or opposite theory here. OK. Maybe they're looking at the macro productivity of the businesses and they see it going down. Efficiency going down. Maybe they're stubborn, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But let's think about it from a financial executive's perspective, shall we? Okay. If I am an executive at Morgan Stanley and I want all my people to come back in, I have office space that I'm paying for. I could let that office space go and save a ton of money. Right. So for some reason, I believe people being back in the office warrants spending that money. Mm-hmm. So clearly there has to be some economic viability to make that decision, right? It Absolutely. can't be just because of ego, right? No, no, can't be. Yet there seems to be a very significant divide in the Riz. You, you've been stuck on the Riz, dude. I love, I love it. You, <laughs>
1: That's
0: my new millennial. I, I don't
1: think a lot of people know what the Riz is. Let's just pull it up, Odun.
0: Oh. <laughs> What's the Riz? I keep your Riz is off for not knowing the Riz, bro. <laughs> I feel like the, the Riz is just like the new way of saying your mojo. Riz is basically just slang for having charisma. Yeah, your mojo. Your Riz is off, bro. Man, my Riz is on. Always on. The word is typically used to describe heterosexual men. Ooh. Minus one. Why is that the case? Yeah. Minus one. That, I, I feel like that should not be... That's not, that, that's not how it's used. Yeah. Yeah. Another word for spitting game, how good you are with pulling... And sustaining bitches—that's straight from Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. I, I was so stunned by the sustaining <laughs> bitches that I just couldn't speak. I was definition number one. I, I just yeah. wow. Another word for spitting out. How good you are with points. person one. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see. Person watching from afar. Damn. No, nah, don't. I can't stop say it, that. Stop wow. It. Stop that it. that guy has no riz. <laughs> Why is that there? First, wow. is terrible. This is very uncomfortable. This is a very uncomfortable
1: urban dictionary search. Yeah, seriously. Wow. So we got some stuff coming out later this week after this episode. Um <sighs> so actually yeah, before this episode drops that we won't have a chance to get to in time on Wednesday consumer credit comes out. Mhm. Big deal. Big deal. Didn't you have a credit chart in the in the show notes? I did. I wanted to find a way to tie it into the um the wage growth that we were talking about earlier. Remember I, I just
0: tied it in for you. Yeah, yeah. So
1: basically, Said, I am your father. Yeah. So earlier when we talked about uh average wage growth was at 0.3%. If you analyze it, it was three point six. That yeah. that is uh I know. So when you annualize it, it's, it was three point six percent, right? So when you look at that three point six percent average uh, wage growth and you compare that to inflation, which is at you know, PCE, I believe it was at four point seven percent we talked about your buying power you know you're losing money on what on what you can actually buy now let's say you
0: couple that with all time high credit right which we have which we have all time high non household debt which your next chart is actually a very good indicator a, a of was
1: a big part a big part of this spike on this chart for total outstanding uh, credit I market. mean
0: that's that's a that's a 45 degree like hockey
1: stick yeah a big part of that has has to do with and we co- we covered it for the first time in 20 years. Credit card debt did not go down in Q1 of the year, where people generally get their uh, tax refunds or bonuses and they apply it down to their credit cards. And so, what what you'll typically see over the last 20 years is credit card debt will come down a little bit, and then it'll start to creep back up again, um, because that's what economic behavior is, right? And am
0: I reading this next chart right with auto and credit card debt? Yeah, thirty-day yeah. delinquencies peaking up pretty significantly.
1: Oh yeah, and, and that was the, that was the other thing that I wanted to bring up is delinquencies. Wow. delinquencies are on the rise. So mortgages and home home equity people are still are still paying right still. Uh, Pretty, pretty average across because the board. Because generally
0: speaking, the consumer protects where they live more than they protect anything else. So right. they'll let their auto debt or their credit card debt go into default well before they let their mortgage debt right. go into default. Wow. But now
1: you can, you can see how we're now creeping back up to 2015, 2016 levels. And at the rate that it's going, I wouldn't be surprised if it heads back up to 2008 levels. Wow. But according to some economists,
0: I don't see any signs of a recession. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, what's going I on? I don't here? understand
0: why they get that that mm. from.
1: And um, that chart brought to you by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Yeah, you haven't really plugged very many articles before. I could tell it was very awkward for you. Yeah. Okay. So Odin, Odin usually highlights it for you. He doesn't. He likes to
0: see me mess up. It's because you're a bad guy, and I'm the good guy. Got it. And that that's what has to happen here sometimes. Villain. Yeah. And you've you've adopted this persona, and I almost feel bad that you have. We got a we got a nice review from Mr. Chris Swinkle. Who? See, you don't even remember the names. I do. Uh, the one on uh, Apple? Yeah. Do you want to read it? Yeah, we should read it. You told Arun before the show started you weren't going to read it. No, that's that's right. some villain shit. Wow. Arun, co-sign me here. Did, did he not tell you that he wasn't going to read it? I said I wanted to save it for the next episode. You did say you did not want to read it. He actually mm-hmm. brought the window up, and he closed it. Amazing show. I don't know that he's alive. He's trying to end the show oh. as a good guy.
1: <laughs> Amazing show! Thank you, Chris Winkle. Appreciate you for recognizing. Full of useful information and insight on everything financial. Love the conversation
0: and humor. See, our selling point is we make you sexy. We give you hum- humor. <laughs> humor, 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 humor. <laughs> you haven't said a word the entire goddamn show. Even when I've like been prodding you to speak, and now you're laughing.
1: Yeah, I thought I was on mute. <laughs>
0: I, look, I, I've got an enunciation issue, which is clearly getting worse. The longer I've been talking. It's not talking that, you
1: man. It's, it's not your fault. We're here. It's ten
0: forty-five. Is it ten forty-five? Yeah. How did you know what time it was? Right there, man. Oh yeah, yeah. There is a clock in the room. Yeah. I never noticed that until just now. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, do I even work here? <laughs> <Yeah. Jesus laughs> did Christ. you sit at the studio? Yeah, I don't even think I did. Yeah. Well, um, that's it for the uh, this week's episode. I hope you feel sexier because mm-hmm. I think you look sexier.
1: And this when this episode drops, it's going to drop on Friday. The following upcoming Tuesday, Wednesday, very big days. We'll have uh, CPI will come out and the FOMC will have, their meeting will begin. Mm. So uh,
0: we'll, see, we'll see what they do. You want to end the show with a prediction?
1: Yeah, pause and then a rate hike in July.
0: You know that it's spiked up to 70% probability and then went down the next day to a yeah. 30% probability. It's been all over the place. But definitely, definitely pricing in rate increases. So I'll make a dual edged sword prediction here okay okay i'll give you both sides darth
1: both sides there's somebody uh, i know th- there is a uh, star wars reference here that i'm blanking on the name with the guy that had the dual lightsaber thing what's his name odin's oh, got the red face he's a bad guy
0: darth maul darth maul yeah but please don't ever make the hand gesture for the yeah don't do that okay well side number one they will pause guaranteed yeah yeah guaranteed i'll go that far too much jaw boning for them not to you are obsessed with the word jaw boning great word. It's word
1: word word of the month obsessed
0: yeah job owning. oh god and prediction number two the markets will react viscerally positive terrible it, it'll it'll spike the markets up and i'll i'll warn you mm-hmm. don't expect that trend to last exactly yeah,
1: I think Morgan Stanley came out and predicted that the S and P is going to come down another. Fi- I think fifteen percent. You want to know why? Because your
0: boy here, mm-hmm. your boy here on the show, your bro, me, yeah, not you, not us, me. Wow, was calling for an earnings recession. They know it's going to happen. That's going to bring the market down. I'm out here. It's ain't my first rodeo. We're not. I've been on these things, man. We're be on. We're not bad guys. We just know that
1: when with some of this. Positive, you know, hopeful. Like,
0: I don't, this just needs to happen. First of all, you are a bad guy. Second of all, you can't even say the word positive or like rosy optimistic view. You can't say these words because you stutter because you know, you are negative. Right. It's difficult for you to say
1: it. When, when things go positively well in the market. See, that didn't even sound normal. I'm just telling you. sounded very forced. when, When things go positively well in the market after this hold, this is just going to be more ammo for the Fed to continue to rate hike. And that's what Stop. will Stop. Don't you put that juju on me, Ricky Bobby. And here's and here's what's so important about this Fed meeting. With this Fed meeting, they will also release a summary of economic projections. That's a report of their meeting. And what in this report, what it'll show is where all the FOMC members, they will have to vote on where they see the terminal rate at. Mm-hmm. And if that terminal rate now moves... I believe it was 5.1 to 5.4 percent before. If that now moves upwards closer to, say, 5.75 percent, wow!
0: Expectations. And we will. Here's here's a third try tip, if you will. Um, we will also not have a unanimous decision this time. This time, for the hold. For the hold, you will not have a unanimous decision. Got it. Well, say it, say it. Let's go. Tell them. Good night, everybody. You look so sexy. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.